Money FM 89.3, best of drive time. It's time now to take a look at headlines out of China from one of China's top envoys. Li Hui is beginning a tour of Europe to the Indo-Pacific Center for Strategic Communications report saying that the Communist Party of China has punished more than 110,000 officials in an anti-corruption drive. Quite a few headlines to get through. Dr. O.A. Sun, Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs, is on the line with me. Dr. O, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm speaking to you from uh, China indeed, in Guangdong province. (laughs) Yeah, you've been there for uh, over a week now. Surely a lot of headlines for you to take a look at. Let's start off uh, with one of the top envoys, uh, Li Hui, the country's special representative for Eurasian Affairs since 2019, former ambassador to Russia, beginning a tour of Europe. Um, The trip will take him first to Ukraine and lastly to Russia. It's a trip that Beijing says is aimed at discussing a political settlement to the Ukraine crisis. What else do we know about Mr. Lee's trip to Europe as China starts to play peacemaker? Well, I think China is uh, trying to, as you said, play uh, peacemaker. So Mr. Li Hui, I guess, uh, would, in a sense, uh, style himself uh, almost like Henry Kissinger in the 1970s, right? Trying to broker peace between Israel and uh, Palestine. But this round, of course, is between uh, Russia and uh, Ukraine. And uh, I think China, fresh uh, off its heel from successfully brokering the resumption of diplomatic ties between Iran and Saudi Arabia, they are very anxious to build on that so that China could indeed become one of the major so-called peacemakers on the international stage here. Mm. Uh, Dr. Oh, my my question next is uh, sort of with a cultural theme in mind. You know, as Asians, when we do something, we must show results. So how much pressure is Mr. Lee on? You know, by the time he's done with this uh, European tour, so to speak, when he's done his last stop in Russia, to be able to say, yes, definitely there's some results, definitely we are one step closer to peace. What I have been experiencing over the past uh, two weeks uh, is any indication indeed he would have to perform, right? Mm. Because, uh, well, China being a communist country, for them the end result uh, is indeed very important. So I think at the end of the day, from a Chinese perspective, they would at least, I think, like to see some form of ceasefire, if not uh, an outright, shall we say, peace treaty. So I think in that sense, hopefully, uh, Mr. Lee's uh, trip uh, across Europe and to Russia and Ukraine would yield at least uh, some temporary ceasefire. That at least could be some interim results, yeah. Yeah, it would be definitely something to show off about as well. Uh, Some Mm -hmm. analysts are saying that they don't see China as an entirely honest broker in that sense. Is it about flexing your abilities? What are your thoughts on it? Is it, is it a case of China just wanting to say, we are the best in that sense? Well, I didn't know you're so fluent in uh, Mandarin. (laughs) But uh, but I think what they are looking for here, as I said, is to cement their reputation as so-called peacemaker. And I think the Western criticism centers on uh, the fact that China did not demand Russia to uh, pull its troops prior to, let's say, February of 2022 or last year. 
So for the Western powers, that's something quite uh, unacceptable here. All right. Uh, Doctor, according to a report by the Indo-Pacific Centre for Strategic Communications, IPCSC, Communist Party of China has punished more than 110,000 officials in an anti-corruption drive. What do we know about this report? What, uh, What are some of the, or who are some of the prominent officials under investigation? Well, if we are talking about uh, since, let's say, 12 years ago, since uh, President Xi came to power, indeed, I'm not surprised uh, by this number. There were various uh, very senior officials up to, shall we say, the highest level standing members of all, at least former standing members of Politburo and then mm. so on, who have been charged for corruption. So, yeah, I, I think this uh, so-called anti-corruption drive uh, is still going quite full throttle to the extent that nowadays, unless it's a group photo, yeah. I would never ask for a one-to-one photo with a senior official. Okay, <laughs> yeah, be careful on that, uh, Dr. O. But what, what does this say about Mr. Xi Jinping's role in China, you know, the image that he's trying to cement himself as? Well, I, I think for him, of course, uh, communism being long-lasting in China is very important. Okay. And he sees that by, well, from his perspective, uh, getting rid of uh, corruption by senior communist officials, that's one sheer way of ensuring the longevity of communist rule in uh, China. But above all, again, it's about the longevity of communist rule in China. Yeah. Mm. Uh, another thing on his plate, of course, uh, the U.S.-China relationship um, we have talks between China's foreign policy chief Wang Yi and U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan in Austria. These high-level talks, the latest ones, how do these open a new chapter in U.S.-China relations? I suppose at the end of the day, it's about meeting expectations. Well, I don't think it's so much uh, opening new chapters as uh, browsing back to previous chapters, isn't it? Because uh, because the current chapter, you know, it seems to be pretty blank. So you need to go back to previous chapters to look for some content, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. but substantially, that's what they did. According to both sides' uh, press releases, they had very frank and, according to both of them, very constructive uh, talks. Okay. I would imagine those constructive uh, talks will be about, well, let's try to resume where we left off, let's say, two years ago. So, indeed, flipping back to previous pages or chapters to to try to start afresh. There's always new details in every of these chapters, even though the timeline might not be the most accurate. Like, for example, China sentencing a 78-year-old U.S. citizen to life in prison on spying charges. I mean, the U.S. surely is Uh going to react to this. It's like trying to find that bookmark within the chapters. How do you think this is going to strain the relationship? I think this would happen from time to time. There were various Chinese nationals being detained in the U.S. and and vice versa. So this is sort of the kind of, well, I wouldn't say games, but indeed what uh, big powers would do to each other as part of their negotiating chips here. Okay, uh, like being in a casino. Uh, Final question, Dr. O, and it's about social media reports that seem to indicate that Chinese and Vietnamese vessels have been involved in a new confrontation in a disputed part of the South China Sea. Again, it's the South China Sea issue. Um, What do we know so far? I guess, what will be the root of the problem between China and now Vietnam? 
Well, the details are still, I think, sketchy, but uh, of course this is uh, nothing new as both sides, they have uh, overlapping claims yeah. over part of South China Sea with uh, a lot of oil and gas uh, reserves, right? So this sort of uh, you chasing me or me chasing you the sort of maneuvers, I think, would uh, continue for quite some time to come and we will be updated uh, from time to time. Very, very uh, eloquent use of the word maneuver in this scenario. I uh, do appreciate your time. I've been speaking with Dr. O. A. Sun, who is Senior Fellow, Singapore Institute of International Affairs. Dr. O, as always, I do appreciate your time. Take care and have a great Tuesday evening. Thank you very much indeed. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.